Hello, and welcome again to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Interior Integrity Deficit Disorder. We have as our guest today, Laura Brennan Ballet, the author of The Science of Empowerment and a Life Empowerment Facilitator, is she. Are you there, Laura? I am here. Hello. I, I see you. I, I like this. Uh, I don't have to dial in anymore. I get to see the people I'm talking to. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. Um, yes, it is. It is. So let's let's start with um, uh, the book or your website. Which one of those do you you prefer? Because they're both you know outstanding. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, most people go to the website first, and they just glance at the copious amount of knowledge and wisdom and inspiration, and mm-hmm. then they order the book. And. Um, from the book, that's where all the life coaching and everything else follows. So that's great to have uh, to be able to steer somebody into to the same direction with a little more emphasis. Yes, yes. Now I had some questions for you. Um, when you're in connection with you, mm-hmm. you feel the charge and the movement of energy in real time. Describe that for me. You get chill bumps on your arms? uh... Well, as you stated right before we went live or on air into the recording here, you even recognized this is going to be exciting because there's a lot of energy coming off of of me and you Mm -hmm. felt that. So whether I'm speaking or being interviewed or I'm in person with someone, I can pretty much get their fire in the belly started because I really do connect to the energetic construct. What I feel is the universal flow of humanity. And I just have always tapped into it, even when I was a kid. And I believe that the more individuals can tap into it, as you stated, I believe integrity and respect and gratitude and appreciation for one another will become more of the norm than less than what we have right now. So energy well, is in everything. Mm-hmm. I was going to say these, these all go together. Uh, it's, yes. it's hard to separate from one from the other. Yes. Um, I, I like this here. You are an ambassador of life empowerment. I like that part about the ambassador. Thank you. Um, That was a gift that someone um, bestowed upon me out in the global world. And they asked me if they could kind of give me that title. I thought it was the coolest thing. I said, absolutely. I will work on behalf of that everywhere I go. Well, it says you were a a, a global top selling author, global thought leader and alignment coach and Zillow corporate coach. Laura's yep, exploration. Now, did I pronounce that Zillow? Yep, Zello. Yep, Zello is one of my very dear friends, Laura Katanen. She is creating this amazing uh, metaverse corporate coach um, program, and I'm the head coach for her. And we just keep growing and expanding. And everywhere there's a contracted state, whether it's thought or 
um, through principle. We just continue to recalibrate and really offer people the opportunity uh, to tap into their own potential and expand. So everything that you listed there is about expansion. First, for myself, because if I don't experience it, then I can't authentically talk about it. So I've worked diligently on mm -hmm. that connectivity for myself, which now mm -hmm. allows me to go out in the world and offer that to other people. I'm looking at a sentence I like. It says here, it is, it is essential to the human condition that we remember why it is that we are here. And that is to evolve. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, um, yes, go ahead. go ahead. Oh, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, that that is, for me, the only reason we are here. Because under that beautiful umbrella of self-evolution, all of the other pieces of the human condition come into play. And if we think we are just here, and it's one and done, and it doesn't really matter uh, where we place our awareness and what we're willing to shift within our own experiences. I really do believe that we miss out on the collective um, unification of our potential as a global family, not just all about ourselves. Um, so, yeah, I think that's important. Well, you have to remind yourself, you know, there are a few other people out there. Just a few. <laughs> just a few. And even if no. you just look at your own family, right? If you uh -huh. if you think that you're all just thrown together and there's no purpose and no meaning to the connection of who you choose as your spouse and the children that you bring into this world, however that comes, your you know, your partnerships. If you just think it's all just kind of random, then how do you create um, empowerment? Uh, inspiration? How do you build wisdom? And how do you have positive, you know, effect on other people if you think it's all random? When we connect to purpose, I think it um, it actually breeds more care and consideration to the whole of the community. I would agree with that. Blood flow is uh, uh, more, more as, as you can. Uh, yeah. I'm re reading here about these principles Yes. That were outlined. Um, yes. One is awareness. Yep. One is accountability. Another is energy. Willingness. Critical thinking. Togetherness and empowerment comes there. Um, yes. You know, once upon a time when I had a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of energy that I have now, probably 10 years, uh, I decided that... Uh, Someone said that you ought to get that domain, and whether you use it or not, someday you will. And it is havingawareness.com. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. It's the first principle. Um, a very heartfelt acknowledgement to my brother, uh, James Christopher Brennan. He was the creator of the J3 equals E formula. This is what inspired me to take five years of my life and write this book. Um, I actually saw him as a USA Olympic gymnastics coach create these programs for mindset. And I've always been about energy. So mind, body, consciousness. I was a spiritual kid, even when I was very, very young. And so he created this beautiful formula that we have 
applied with five-year-old kids up to 75-year-old clients. And, um, you know, when you apply awareness to something, it allows you to be in this power position of what am I willing to do? And then you go into the accountability when we really take accountability for our part in every experience, we then cannot continue to blame and shame and have someone else be the reasoning of why something within our own life is not going quite right. And then critical thinking, fourth principle, I love this. It takes the emotionality out of a lot of what we go through. So we become, you know, quite our emotional intelligence, right? Our, our, our IQ has this opportunity to really um, evolve because we stop operating from the ego, which is a lot of emotional baggage. And we mm-hmm. can critically think our way through experiences. And then, of course, the fifth principle is the best of all energy. And this is where we choose negative, positive, or neutral. And when you really become very um, connected to the choice of one of those energies, you start to see that negative energy truly is a choice. And there are ways to neutralize and then absolutely experience positive energy again in almost every experience. Getting dialed in, I think it's known as. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was looking here as well. The avoid negativity. Yeah. Um, of, of the list here, that one picked on me the most, as you'd say. If I mm-hmm. consistently can concentrate on other people and focus on what I think is wrong about their choices and their behaviors, mm-hmm. I can find fault easily. Therefore, I have no time for my own self-evaluation. So yeah. I can I can get ripped, wrapped up in that. And then that, and I have to say, whoa, wait a second, where are you going? Yeah, and so many of us do. That's This mm-hmm. is, again, part of learning new skills and being disciplined and um, really finding integrity in the process of our humanity. If I constantly am finding fault and placing judgment outside of myself, that's easy. Then I don't have to do any work. I don't have to look at myself. Um, And this is only where true um, evolution takes place, right? When we reflect back onto ourselves, when we observe our own behavior, our own choices, this is how we gain compassion for others rather than just blaming and as you said before, I mean, we're living in a world right now that is um, in a great deficit of a lot of this. Right, right. No doubt about that. Yeah. Um, tell me a little more about what the and how it came about and how you use it, the J3 formula. Yeah. So again, the J stands for the five Jekyll principles. That's J-E-K-L. That's an acronym. Um, the three is for negative, positive, neutral, and then the E is for empowerment. So when you apply these five principles and you choose neutral to positive, you will create an empowered life. And we started again, applying these with our clientele. We have a neuromuscular training facility here on the East coast in Connecticut. And, uh, we train lots of athletes of all different kinds. 
And my brother and I were curious what would happen if you applied this formula to everyday people. So even young athletes, their mindset is already prepared to be disciplined, to sacrifice, to compromise, to go after, right, that winning medal, or, you know, even if you're just a football player on the local team, it's important, right? You want to be part of the, the championship experience. So we started applying this formula on everyday people, moms, dads, just everyone, including myself. I lived it. I worked it and put it to the test for years. And when you begin to apply awareness, willingness, accountability, critical thinking, and the choice of energy in all interactions, you really do begin to understand how powerful you really can be as a human being and how what you add in the way you add your personal vibration or your frequency into the collective has either a negative or positive uh, causation on the whole. So you no longer want to add in negativity to the global community. You don't want to contribute negativity. You either want to neutralize it or most of us want to really add in something positive and brilliant and beautiful that has meaning and purpose. And mm -hmm. this is what we do. And we do it all the time. We live this friends. We live this in my family every day. That's great. One short sentence here says we moved with power mm -hmm. to begin our development. Um, yeah. The technical use of the J3 formula will be an essential tool used to stabilize and balance out real-time energy disruption. That's not easy. That's not easy. And you got to know how to do that, I would think. So right away, I would recalibrate that word, not easy. And I would recalibrate that into what a welcomed challenge. I've got this. I can do this. I can read. I can learn. I can study. I can become disciplined in the way I handle myself. And then that will be an example for someone in that disruption. And it always happens. You could have a group of 100 people. It takes one person to vibrate at that higher level. And there's always one other that will match it. Because we are born with that knowing we just lose it. And so we all get disrupted very easily if we do not have ownership to our own power, not power of ego. This is power of humanness, power mm -hmm. of being an aware, self-actualized human being. And when we don't quite have that connection aligned, we can uh, be in a state of disruption almost 24 hours a day, short of sleeping, right. Right? right? Went right to it. We now occupy space and time with thought, with intention, and with purpose. Yeah. That's a powerful sentence on its own. Yes. And if, if people would, you know, look at the book, the very unique thing is um, when I had people from all over the world reading the book and they would reach out to me and there were sentences or verses. Um, and you see, we have these really cool, I call them champagne bubbles, but they're empowerment takeaways and they're in these little halo circles and they would pick them. And I started to realize that 
people were hungry for the opportunity to show up and to be on purpose, to have a reason to not be in a state of stagnation, a state of negativity. And sometimes a word or a book or a movie or a podcast or a radio show, there's someone out there that can hear and then they read the book and then they share it with someone else. And again, this is about being on purpose. If I didn't follow my purpose, there's thousands of people now that I would have never touched their lives and they touched mine back. And then we write you, you one exit, you five exit, you 10 exit. And this is really the point of that is being on purpose and not letting individuals just move through the day. Have a reason for why you are here and what you are doing each day. Well, sometimes it's hard to keep up with. Um, whether you want to or not, sometimes the wind blows in a certain direction and takes you with it. <laughs> um, yes. Here's another sentence for you. Emerge your oneness to the acceptance of the collective whole mm. and gain the compassion to think beyond singularity. Yeah. I Again... You know, we, for many reasons, um, some of us have gone through a lot of hardships in our childhood. And so we, we create these masks, we create these coping mechanisms, and they come through the ego rather than that, that spiritual sense or that consciousness sense or that God sense. Um, and we forget that we really are part of one we really are. Um, it's so easy for us to think about ourselves, only me, what matters to me, what, what makes me feel good, what do I need in the moment. But the moment you let go of that and you start to ask, what does that other person need or what does that group need? There's some kind of alchemy that begins to emerge um, in your awareness and you start to connect to others differently. Um, you know, there's a difference between, between being selfish for evolution and being self-centered for personal gain. And I think if we all understood how much we truly are one, we would not be experiencing so much of the disruption that we are right now. Right, right. So if you, if you don't watch it, you get spread too thin. Yeah, and very much. You have, to, you have to regroup and... and assess and then try it again yeah um, that's how i would approach it yes um the um uh, you know accountability is is a huge word that that mm -hmm. is often thrown or mentioned or yelled um at at the people who have accountability or don't have accountability um and mm -hmm. and you know we'll just just What's the word? It reminds me of Groucho Marx. Um, he said uh, something to the effect of, if you don't think I am, then you know, do you see my lips moving? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, accountability is definitely challenging for a, a lot of people, even clients of all styles and textures and mindsets and you know, it's, it is a challenge for someone to say, I am accountable for that causation, whatever it may be. 
But again, there's such power in taking accountability for when you look back, whether it's a moment ago or a decade or so ago, and you learn and you are able to almost rewrite the lesson so that it can serve a higher purpose. But until you can take accountability for where you faltered, um, maybe did wrong, it it's it's an impediment. It, it's a block. It, it kind of anchors you still to that past. You have to know what that experience of self-accountability looks like and feels like, because then it allows you to have more freedom. You unlock yourself from, from the weight of regret, from the weight of uh, guilt, shame, um, and we all have it. It's part of the human condition. Some have deeper levels of all of that. Um, some don't have as much trauma, but we all have enough compassion to understand that we have, we've all messed up and it's okay. But when you take accountability and you recalibrate what you did, that maybe was in the negative side of the scale, it really does bring an authenticity as you move towards the more positive side of the scale. Mm-hmm. So I think accountability is a very important personal skill and certainly a global skill to experience and to offer and to exchange to one another. Right. Right. I, um, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in accountability because how else are you going to measure yourself and measure others? If you don't, uh, you know, take accountability, a true, true accountability, not just something you throw on a wall in hopes that it sticks. That's right. Um, now, one other item that it got to be a big deal, I think. Uh, somebody took it, twisted it a few years back, uh, and you've got it simply as critical thinking. Yeah. yeah. And what's what was that about the critical thinking? Did you get canceled or something? Is that how that went? And- well, in my world, I don't pay attention to too much of... <laughs> When someone cancels or brings something to the forefront, I like to think of myself, and I'm saying this in the most purest of ways because I want to bring awareness to how others can begin to create this mindset. Mm -hmm. We all know what feels right, and we know what feels wrong. We just do. We don't need anyone to tell us what is right or wrong. We just know it. Even if we're in a very negative environment and there's a lot of hmm, hardships around us, we still know. We may choose to continue to go down the wrong path, but we know. Critical thinking, I, I just, I love this because it it's without influence of a lot of emotion, right? And this is not to say take emotionality out of our human experiences, It's to, again, acquire and apply this skill of when we need to be emotional and when we need to be in a critical thinking mindset. Critical thinking allows us to take a step back and really view an environment for the collective good. Not me, not what I need, not what my emotional charge is telling me I need to placate some issue that I haven't dealt with. Critical thinking allows me to observe the collective environment and do what is best 
for the whole. And that means taking the ego, right? Moving it out of the structure that you're in and really looking at it from a positive intellectual mindset. How can we up-level or recalibrate or neutralize this environment so that the collective is cared for and in consideration of when we run emotionality, it's very self-serving and it really does not, again, serve the collective. Right. Laura, I want to ask you to uh, offer to my uh, audience and my listeners where they can find your book and all that's going on with the new, the new launch, I guess I could say, at least in time. So yes, go ahead. Tell, yes, tell them where it yes. is. Yep. So www.thescienceofempowerment.com. Please go and visit. There's blogs and vlogs and there's articles and everything about the life empowerment coaching. And there's so much coming that um, I've got an amazing podcast that's gone global. We're launching the book on Amazon, hopefully in about the next three or four weeks. But you can purchase the book via the website for any international readership. There is an ebook download, but for everyone in the USA, I personally sign and mail and wrap and send them out. Um, it's getting too much now, which is why we're heading out into Amazon. So there is a limited edition book still available via the website if you order, I would say, within the next couple of weeks. Well, that's quite an accomplishment you got thank here. You. Thank you. Um, and I want to thank my listeners for tuning in to Creating and Searching for Integrity. Um, it's, uh, it's a good thought. And I think that uh, my my audience is tuned in now. I'll get pretty good numbers. Uh, and I'm hoping for that to get larger. But uh, thank you for being with us again today. Thank you. Thank you, yes. John. It's been an honor. Thank you. Uh, I, uh, I really did enjoy uh, this. And I have to now say my famous only adios to so long and happy trails to all. <laughs> Wonderful.